Hey, everybody. This is Andy. Thanks for tuning in to episode number 39 of the one, the only, the greatest podcast on the planet Earth. That's right, folks. Thematics. Today, we had the opportunity to interview Coach Andrew Bro. Spelled a little different, not B-R-O, but I'm trying to get him to go with the Bro Coach. So anyways, we had an amazing interview. I actually met Andrew when Jim Carlson and I were doing a Blab um, on Blab.im. If you're not familiar with that, it's this cool little platform that people are using now to connect both visually and through audio using the power of the World Wide Web. But halfway through our interview blab quit on us the struggles with technology but we were able to call an audible switch really quickly over to skype and continue the interview but again this was an awesome opportunity to interview somebody who loves strengths a true thematic all right sit back relax get out a fresh pen be ready to take some notes and enjoy the ride i'll talk to you guys soon see ya You're listening to Thematics, presented by UnleashStrengths.com, the only show that embraces your addiction to strengths. All right. Welcome, everybody. That's right. The greatest podcast on the planet Earth. You're listening to it right now. Thematics presented by UnleashStrengths.com. My name is Andy Sokolovich. I am a Gallup-certified strengths coach and the owner of a coaching practice nestled right here in a small Midwest town of Iowa called Clinton. I am a coach for hire, working with organizations to enhance employee engagement, boost recognition, and increase overall job satisfaction. If you are interested in enlisting the skills of a strengths coach or you're looking for a speaker for your next workshop, conference, seminar, consider giving me a call, 815-441-2219, or email an Andy at UnleashStrengths.com. Thematics is a podcast series designed to highlight the massive impact that Clifton Strengths Finder Assessment has had on now over 12 million people. And we're getting closer and closer to 13. I think I'm only about two podcasts away from announcing 13 million. It's our belief that the best way to promote its effectiveness and proven results is to interview those who've experienced the power of strengths-based development firsthand. Our guest today is intimately aware of his strengths and wants nothing more and to share his strengths journey in an effort to help others just like you succeed. For more information or to schedule an interview for yourself, that's right, you too can be on the show. All I ask is that you are indeed a thematic. Go ahead and shoot me an email, Andy at UnleashStrengths.com. Hit us up on social media, facebook.com forward slash UnleashStrengths, Twitter at UnleashCSF. Subscribe to our RSS feed and our iTunes link and everything via our website, UnleashStrengths.com. I do ask if you listen to us via iTunes that you please leave us a review, hopefully a positive one. My co-host is the one, the only, the beautiful, the scarf wearing Grace Lacanti. She is the owner of Lacanti Consulting. You can find more information at LacantiConsulting.com. That's L-A-C-O-N-T-E Consulting.com. Grace provides strengths-based training to management teams and groups, and she's also an excellent writer. Yesterday, she wrote a post about millennials, and we were, she was discussing about those who are concerned, referenced the work ethic of a new generation in the workplace, and I think she hit the nail right on the head. So, Grace, what's happening? What's happening? I am excited to be here, as always, helping to host this amazing show. And this is the second time now that we've done this blab. Oh, thank you so much for the props. Give me some props. <laughs> She's going to get we distracted, folks. <laughs> <laughs> We're on the blab platform, which is a fantastic blend of audio, video, and um, interaction with our yeah. guests who are kind of commenting and giving us hand raises. So thanks for doing that. Very excited to be here and on this new platform and to have a wonderful guest to talk to today. 
Yeah, it is cool. Blab.im, for those of you who are trying to connect with others and increase your social engagement, it's a great platform to use, and we have converted our podcast. Slowly, I think we're moving towards this, so we'll see how it goes. But today, our guest, ironically enough, is somebody who I met via Blab. Jim Collison from Gallup and I were messing around one Saturday night on Blab, and we had a show called Strengths Finder and Stuff, and Coach Andrew Bro came on and said, what's up? And I talked to him a little bit about Strengths Finder, and then afterwards I said, "You know what? You need to come on Thematics because you, my friend, are a true thematic." So, Coach Andrew, bro, how you doing, sir? Welcome to the show. Go ahead and introduce us to who you are, and then reveal your top five. Awesome. Yeah. Well, hello everyone. I am Coach Andrew Bro. I am from Springfield, Missouri, and uh, I currently work full time at Evangel University here in Springfield, and that's actually how I learned about strengths. Was I was first a student here, and then became an employee. And uh, I'm an aspiring, also a, an aspiring holistic life coach, and I seek to help individuals and families to achieve their goals and start building the life of their dreams. And uh, I kind of do that through helping people just create a roadmap to where they want to go. That's kind of the future that I'm, I'm looking at uh, building for myself, and which kind of goes right along with my top five. And my top five strengths are futuristic, learner, responsibility, includer, and strategic. Nice. I like that futuristic there, number one, my friend. Never living in the now. Always thinking oh, no. <laughs> about what's going to happen in the future. So go ahead, explain to our audience, what is a holistic life coach? Yeah. So as a holistic life coach, I kind of view life as not just one specific thing. You know, uh, a lot of I, I, I've met a lot of different coaches that do career coaching. I've met people who do health coaching. I know people who do relationship coaching. And as a holistic life coach, I kind of look at the whole entire being, whether it's health and wellness, your career, your relationships. And then I kind of help people connect all those things together, discover where do they want to go. And if we ever get to a point where there's kind of a roadblock in our coaching where, hey, I just, I don't have the skill set or the, the tools to be able to help them. Maybe the relationship issue is too big, or maybe mm-hmm. the career issue is too big. I can hand them off to a very, very specific coach in one of those areas. So, so yeah, that's kind of the way, kind of the way I approach it is just looking at everything holistically, body, mind, and spirit help people kind of get unstuck and and figure out that place that they want to get to and help them create that roadmap to get there. Very cool. Are you familiar with Gallup's well-being product by any chance? I'm not. You no, should look into me. that. Just search the shows about, you know, Strengths Finder, but just search well-being. I think you'll be okay. intrigued by what you read in that book and it's authored by the same gentleman who also penned Strengths Finder 2.0, Mr. Tom Rath. So that's okay. a really good resource and I encourage mm-hmm. you to do so. So who introduced you to StrengthsFinder? I mean, it sounds like what you're trying to do as a holistic life coach, strengths fits right in there. But how did it ever enter your life? Yeah, so I was first introduced as a student at Evangel University. Mm. We are a strengths-based university. So one of the very first freshman courses uh, that we have is we're required to go out to StrengthsFinder and, and take the exam and take the, take the quiz and find out what our top five is. And actually, uh, over the years, it's kind of transformed. When I was first a student here, we were way more involved in strengths. There was a lot of other things going on with strengths. And I guess being out of the student population and now being an employee, I don't see as much of it happening um, on the employee side is what we do with our students. Mm-hmm. Um, but that was how I was introduced <laughs> to it. Otherwise, I had taken some other 
gift uh, tests and things like that for spiritual gifts or uh, just things that you were you know, personality testing and things like that. But doing that strengths finder test was a huge eye opener for me and really actually helped me understand everything that drives me. Mm. You know, it was, it was really, really incredible. What about it was so much more impactful or different than those that you had taken previous to that? Some of the other things like um, personality tests that let you know if you're introverted, extroverted, or, you know, what type of, am I a sanguine or a melancholy and, mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff. Um, it helped me to understand really my personality, but it didn't help me understand what drives me. And so taking the strengths finder test and then learning, you know, futuristic learner, responsibility, includer, strategic, you know, I started looking back over my life and I went, oh my goodness, I love strategy games. Why? Well, because I'm naturally strategic, <laughs> you know, I, I hate being part of super exclusive groups that leave everybody else out or I hate being in a, in a room with a whole bunch of groups and seeing one person that doesn't have a group to belong to, I'm going to go create my own little group with that person that doesn't have one, you know, Mm -hmm. Oh, that's an, you know, includer Mm -hmm. and, uh, understanding, you know, responsibility, my goodness. Like I never understood why was it that, you know, I always have to show up on time. If I don't show up on time, like everything's just falling apart because I didn't get there on time, Mm -hmm. you know? So, all of a sudden, I have this understanding of these different things that really, really drive me. Everybody told me I was a dreamer and that I needed to, you know, get my head out of the clouds all the time. And it wasn't that I was just a dreamer and have my head in the clouds all the time. It's just I'm very future, you know, very forward thinking, very futuristic. Uh, and of course, yeah. <laughs> yeah, <I am> <laughs> my, my, my friends always called me the, uh, the walking encyclopedia when I was, mm-hmm. when I was growing up because I was constantly giving out all this information. They're like, why on earth? It was just random information to be like, why do you even know that stuff? And I never even picked up on it that I was constantly studying and learning and wanting to really be able to, I was, I was learning so I could be able to teach other people. You know, I wanted to share with people my knowledge and what I knew. And mm-hmm. so, of course, there's a time and a place for that. And so my friends, if, if I would start just regurgitating a bunch of knowledge to them, they would start calling me the walking encyclopedia. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Andrew, and- can I ask a question? Oh, no, go ahead. Can I go? <laughs> now we can see each other. We can actually do our hand signals. All right. Um, it, yeah, I'd love to ask you a question, Andrew. Um, yeah. The includer strength. I don't have that in even my top 15, but I find it so important to um, reach out and include people. And I've worked, I've coached with people who have the strength. I've noticed that even though it looks the same, my motivation is different than someone who would have that strength. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So I think it's such a great conversation that we can have because we can define what makes us tick rather than just the way we, we act So, for example, my including actions are coming from a place of wanting to um, improve the world because I see what's happening in the future. I have futuristic as well. I have focus. So achieving goals. I have input and ideation, which make me stay up till three in the morning a lot. Mm. (laughs) Then I have activator. And the activator, I think, is what is part of my inclusion tasks that you know wanting to bring people in come on magnetic force you got to do this thing but i love 
appreciating people who have very different strengths like you. And um, I can understand now that even though my actions may help to include people, it's not because I'm driven to bring them in and keep them engaged. It's because I want to help them move. Does that make sense? She sure does. Yeah. And in fact, because I've, I've been around a lot of uh, different people who have the includer strength just because of wow. some of my roles as a, as a student. And so I was literally in a room one time where every single person in the room had the includer strength. They had oh other, their other so were all different. Yeah. You um, can't leave the room then, right? No, you can't. But what was really eye-opening for me, and I think that your other four can can really affect how you view a specific yeah. strength. So, like for me, being an includer, I'm I'm always aware of somebody who is not being included, um, or somebody who might you know be out there on their own. Where a lot of other people, they would they would notice as well. They would they would see, oh, that person doesn't have a group, and they would just try mm-hmm. to get them plugged into a group. Where for me, my motivation was that person doesn't have a group and I'm not satisfied with just saying, Hey, there's a group over there. You can join. I'm like, I want to go connect with that person. I want to find mm-hmm. out how come they, mm-hmm. you know, they don't have a group to go to. Are, are they feeling left out of a group or do they just not fit in with the other ones? Can we create a group that's, you know, going to cater to their needs. Mm-hmm. And so I've seen that happen as well. So the motivation behind wanting to include others can, I think, can be affected by your other four. Yeah, absolutely. And that's, you know, part of the big learning phase of strengths. I mean, initially, the the application part of uh, taking your top five and working to improve on those and developing them in actual strengths is, is not easy, but it's not difficult. What really comes when you're able to recognize those talents in others, but you're able to recognize the dynamics or what causes individual strengths to kind of mesh together and create something new. And Gallup just put out this really neat video talking about, so you have a hydrogen, you have oxygen, and together they're two separate things. When you bring them together in the right parts, it turns into water. And we were discussing that a little bit in our last episode of Thematics is how my individual top five really work with each other. And significance number six is specifically what I talked about on the previous episode and how that affects my communication, how that affects my woo and how everything else kind of leads or kind of meshes with that to make, it's like, you know, strengths Voltron. Remember the old cartoon Voltron where everything just kind of and stick together. No. All right, guys. Well, appreciate you getting my back on that one. (laughs) So, I finer than we are. I, I know. I derailed my own show. So we'll bring that back in. So, Andrew, talk to us a little bit about since the day you were introduced to your top five, you got this assessment, you're looking at it, you read through your report. Now the hard part comes of actually applying that information in your life and doing something with it. And as we all know, anybody who's taking an assessment of any kind, a lot of times you get this great information and then you stuff it in a desk drawer. What was different about your story? How did you actually learn to apply it and use it every day? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question. I think for me, uh, a large, large part of it, probably, probably being my, my learner strength kicking in there, um, was learning, you know, once I found out uh, about my strengths and what they were, I wanted to grow and understand how do I now use this in, in everyday life. And the best way for me to, to figure that out, by the way, is to look at the past and start seeing how, how I'm this, first of all, in, in my entire, the course of my entire life. Like, where can I actually see all of these things at work? Because it's one thing to like, 
you know, take a quiz and, and then you say, oh, hey, you've got all these different things and you, you read the titles on them and what they are. And you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, I, I can see that in my life. But if you read some of the other strengths, you go, well, yeah, but I can see some of that in, in my life, too. But understanding that those top five, the things that really, really drive you, I'd like to know my, my top 10. I haven't taken the, the, the um, I have not oh. taken the, like the full test since um, 2.0 uh, that came out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was actually on strengths, the first strengths finder. So I am so looking forward to, to taking 2.0 and getting the book and going back through it again and, and seeing kind of where things land and, and stuff, but because I'm so interested in understanding, and part of it, uh, I think you know, I was, you know, I, was I think I was 28, uh, about 28 years old when I took the when I took the test, and so for a lot of these students and stuff that are coming in, they're you know 17, 18, 19 years old. Um, they kind of think they have an idea of where they want to go in life. They're like, Hey, my degree's in, you know, whatever music. So I'm going to, I'm going to go over there and do it. They, they don't even really have a clue of like who they are as a person yet, you know, cause mm-hmm. they've just been through high school and no one knows who they are after high school. <laughs> At least I don't think so. You know, you're still discovering so. yourself. And, um, you know, so for me, when I came to Evangel, when I, I was coming back to school at the age of 28, I was very driven. I was very passionate. I knew exactly what I wanted to do. So when I took this test and I saw these different strengths, I went, oh, wow. Now I understand why I want to learn how to better communicate through the medium of audio and video because I want to be able to teach. And, you know, what I was started, your major, by the way, Andrew, uh, my, my major is actually communication oh, studies. Oh, yep, great. So, Mine is too. Oh, cool. Mine was print media, but that was back in the dark ages before we had Blab. <laughs> okay. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So my, my degree really focused a lot on, uh, well, we kind of touched a little bit on everything from journalism, print, and over to uh, digital media, like uh, multi-camera production, film mm-hmm. production, audio, a lot of audio production. So it was, it was a very, very broad degree, which I'm very thankful for. And, uh, and I had many, many years as an audio technician and stuff mm-hmm. before coming to school. And I, I did photography since I was like eight years old. So wow. a lot of that kind of, kind of played into it as well. But, um, yeah, to, um, to really answer that question, I think that the, the big thing was once I learned what my strengths were, I was like, now I understand what's been driving me all these years and I've got to learn more about them and learn how to use them every single day. It sounds like the aha moment that everybody talks about in the strengths community was really the assessment itself for you. It (laughs) was. There's not a particular, we all have that one. I mean, there's like my, for myself, I think I'm more like you just the results that I got were my aha. There wasn't any one, one specific thing that showed up one specific talent that really blew me away. Seeing all five of those nicely packaged in one report was really what got me geeked out over the fact that, Hey, this is legit. I really, really like this. Now I can apply this knowledge moving forward. So that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was what I, what I was looking for, but didn't know it. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I always wanted to understand what was, what was driving me and never understood it until strengths finder. And that was, like you said, it, that was my aha was taking the exam and getting back that top five, reading what it was. And all of a sudden I was like, I finally understand myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, It was amazing. It was amazing. Mm. Um, Andrew, did you, 
have the test as part of like a freshman student experience? Is that how they yes. presented it? Okay. Yeah. So um, it was our very, actually it was part at the time. I'm not sure what they do now because it's been so many years since, uh, <laughs> uh, since I did it. But um, at the time it was part of kind of like a, um, it was a freshman Bible course. Um, wow. So yeah, I mean, we are a, um, a Christian university. So we're a Christian liberal arts university. Mm-hmm. And uh, so every student on campus uh, has a series of courses that they take that dive into Bible and faith. Um, and so basically you're like two classes away from getting a Bible minor, no matter what degree you do on campus, you you take like two extra classes and you have a Bible minor. Mm -hmm. Um, and so, and part of that is just because of our, our vision to help students learn how to get into that marketplace with a Christian worldview. Mm -hmm. Um, because I mean, you can go, you know, you can go anywhere and get a great education, but not necessarily to be able to get a great education and view the world from a Christian perspective. Um, so they included the, uh, the strengths finder, um, exam through part of that course. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. And then of course you end up talking about it for almost uh, half a semester talking about strengths oh, wow. and stuff. So yeah, it's, so it's actually did really, really good. Try to discuss the findings. Did they do any group activities with you? I don't remember too many group activities, um, have you ever seen the book Living Your Strengths? Uh, no, I have not. Okay, write that bad boy down. Uh, Living Your Strengths is actually it's a book designed like Strengths Finder. I mean, it covers all 34, but it was penned by Kurt Liesfeld, who is a Gallup evangelist who recently passed away last May. And he has his degree in uh, theology, I believe. And Dr. Donald Clifton, the godfather, pioneered the whole strengths movement. And really what it does, it it takes the top five, but it also pairs it with examples in scripture that would demonstrate those talents. Oh, wow. Awesome. So if, I mean, if, if it's, it's, it's a nice, I always recommend it to those who have, you know, a strong faith or they want to be able to, cause they love, you know, you tell them what resource you go to for personal development. And usually it's, well, I'm, I read the Bible. And right. this mm-hmm. is a great way to pair those two. Awesome. Oh, that sounds great. <clears throat> yeah, so right uh, there. Andrew, right. I graduated from Moody Bible Institute in Chicago. Oh, okay. And they didn't use StrengthsFinder. Maybe they do now. I don't know. But uh, definitely understand the whole uh, engaging the Bible throughout the course of your studies. And, I mean, my communications professors were all very strong believers and had a lot of yeah. you know ways to apply yeah. moving through the world with that point of view. So have yeah. a similar experience. Yeah, awesome. And if the if the school is still using StrengthsFinder as an assessment tool uh, for the freshman class, they can actually, if they buy Living Your Strengths instead, it does come uh, with the same assessment code. So have you encouraged others to take the assessment? If, if so, how do you explain StrengthsFinder? Mm, oh, that's a good question. Yeah, I have actually encouraged quite a few people and, and, and other businesses and things too uh, to use StrengthsFinder and also uh, recommended it to um, my my home pastor back church, uh, back uh, back in Michigan uh, at my home church. That's what I was the word I was looking for, um, and have recommended it to them. I don't know that they've actually used it, um, but really I just kind of tell them my story. Like you know, I 
I took the test. I learned about my top five and I just feel like I found myself and I understand what drives me and I understand why I do the things that I do. And it just helps me make better decisions about my future or even if I just have a simple decision to make. I know what to do now because I know how it's going to um, just uh, affect my life and it's how, how I'm going to feel about it once I make that decision just based off of my strengths. Mm. Yeah, that seems to be a popular response and I think that's the most effective way to help others look at the assessment maybe differently than they look at other assessments. I mean, really, the word assessment to me in the beginning of this whole process just threw threw me into a to straight on defense sure i wasn't really comfortable Mm -hmm. with the word assessment i thought yeah i know myself pretty well i don't need you know some report telling me who i am or what i should be doing but more and more interviews that we do the more the response that we get it says you know the most effective way is really to just tell your own story right Mm -hmm. on yeah Mm -hmm. so what advice would you share with somebody andrew that just took the assessment they're sitting there at the computer they turn around they look at you and they have in their hand and they say now what now what do mm-hmm. I do? What's that first action step one would take to actually apply the information they just learned? Yeah, I think that for me, what I would recommend that they do is the same exact thing that I did right away is I looked at my past mm-hmm. and I started saying, okay, how do I actually see all of these things at work in my life throughout, you know, throughout my entire life? <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, because really it, it, gave me something concrete to actually take those strengths. It gave me something concrete to connect it to. And I was suddenly able to go, oh, wow, yeah, I really understand now why I made some of these decisions that I made in my life or why things turned out the way that they did just based off of, you know, what my strengths and stuff were. And I can see how how it worked out. And so, of course, I think part of it, too, maybe being futuristic and strategic is um, that's what I do anyway all of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's the advice I give to people because if they don't have that kind of already kind of have that in their head, um, they can get to this point where they're stuck, right? They go, just like you said, Andy, they they have all this information and they're like, now what? Like, how, what do I do with it? So that would be my my first piece of advice to them is take those, you know, figure out what those strengths are Look back, see how it's worked out through all of your entire life, and connect the dots. Mm. Yeah, that's great. I don't think we've ever heard that particular answer before, Andrew. <laughs> because uh, you know, a lot of people have a similar response where they either they want to dive deeper right away, or they would encourage people to use a coach, and that's a great way to do it too. But um, I agree with you that sometimes you just need to self-assess. I love the idea of looking into your previous experiences first. But then I'm very much a strategic thinker like you. So sure. Yep. <laughs> Maybe that's just the way our brains work. <laughs> so Andrew, what's your favorite theme in your top five and why? Uh man, you know, I I looked at this question and I was like, how do I pick one? <laughs> <laughs> um and I would I would actually say my my top two are really my favorite and both of them probably together just being futuristic and being a learner um futuristic i mean i i could live i I really could live with my head in the clouds um Mm -hmm. like my wife says i do i probably do already (laughs) um but um i really love that one because of the fact that 
Um, I am very focused on all of the possibilities that could happen for the future and kind of visualizing where I want to go and realizing that I have the power, the choices that I make right now, I have the power to make that future a reality. Mm-hmm. And so I think for me, that's absolutely huge. And then uh, the second one, being a learner, I love to teach. And I don't think I'd go anywhere without looking for an opportunity to either learn or teach. Mm-hmm. And if there's if there's somebody that I can sit down and share knowledge with, I'm going to do it. If there's something that I can learn, I'm going to sit down and, and learn it. So those two kind of working hand in hand are, are definitely my favorite. So in closing for our listeners, Andrew, do you have three strengths-based rules for success? I sure do. And they're really, really simple. The first thing is know your strengths. If you haven't, if you haven't taken the, the strengths finder test and figured out what your top five are, get out there and do it so that you know what your strengths are. The next thing that I would say is also like know your weaknesses. And I don't mean like on the whole strengths thing, know which strengths you're weak at, but understand that every single strength also kind of has a negative side to it and, and understand what that is. So for instance, uh, a futuristic, I, I'm constantly looking at the future and the past does not mean that much to me. So I have to kind of force myself to understand that sometimes I just got to take the time to to look at the past and understand and learn from it because I might just totally forget about it and just live out there in the future. So know what the kind of weaknesses of each of those top five are. And then the big one for me is to work on your strengths, not your weaknesses. So, so many times I think that people will find out an area that they are weak in and they'll focus all of their energy trying to overcome that weakness. So we see it all the time in, with, with students in school. They're like, I'm not great at math, so I'm going to just spend hours and hours and hours trying to learn math when really what they should be doing is saying, I'm just amazing at English. I'm probably going to become a writer or something. So if they poured all their time and energy into that strength and making that become awesome, they would – you know, they kind of step into, I, I guess, what I would call their greatness mm-hmm. if they would just focus on those things that are their strengths versus trying to overcome a weakness. Mm-hmm. If you know you have a weakness, you know, it's it's easy uh, to go find somebody who has that as a strength and say, hey, come coach me. Um, but if you're not working on those strengths and and really perfecting those strengths, then, you know, chances are what's going to end up happening is you're going to live kind of an average life when really every single one of us are meant to, to live a great life. Okay. I just have to add, it sounds like you have maximizer in there too, Andrew, (laughs) (laughs) everything you just said, take something and make it awesome. I don't have an average life, make it a great life. I mean, do you you think you might have that in your top 10? It might be, it might be, I don't know. (laughs) You'll have to go take the, the, you'll pay for the rest of the 34 and get back to us about that. Yeah, I definitely want to. I've definitely found it to be very, very helpful, and Andy has too. Right, Andy? Yeah, absolutely. But to, to go back to what you said, this, you know, the question's always brought up, okay, so focus on my areas of strength, my talents, manage my weaknesses. So from a student's perspective, say that they're not very good at math, and they're kind of hovering over that you know, D, F, failing, passing line, how can they 
and that, and they know that they're very strong in English. We'll use your example. How mm-hmm. do they still get by? I mean, how do they still mm-hmm. continue to move forward and, and be successful in school, knowing that they can't just fail a class? From uh, from a coaching perspective, um, I would sit down with that person, find out what is what is their degree. Um, are they trying to, or do they think that they want to go into a field that is really heavy in math? And if they if they think they want to go into that field and they're not uh, they're not good in that subject at all, and they are failing in that subject, um, to be able to say, you know, hey, why don't you take a look at your strengths and some different degrees that might actually line up better with what your what your strengths are? Because it's not impossible to go into a field with an area that you're that you're not good at, but chances are you're not going to get the same fulfillment in your life as if you go into an area where you actually get to use your strengths. Um, and so my advice for that, for that person is if you're failing a math class and it's just a required, it's the basic math class and you're failing that class, do what I did. Go get a coach and say, Hey, I have to pass this class. And I don't know how to do it. And I don't have time to sit down for 15 hours a week on one class. I need to be able to focus on these other classes as well. So please help me understand this and and coach me through this. Um, Mm -hmm. That's what I did. And I went from, and and I've actually always been fairly decent at math, which was really a struggle for me because all of a sudden I found myself failing this math class. And just by going and getting that coach, they were able to help me understand what I was doing. And I went from failing the class to making A's in the class in just a matter of a couple of weeks, just because of a simple, you know, the teacher wasn't, was explaining it one way and the student explained it in a way that I was able to understand it. And I went, Oh my goodness. I I didn't realize it was, you know, it was really that simple. Um, so my, my advice is, is, you know, find if, if there's an area that you're, you have as a weakness and you've, you've got to do it, you know, you've got to find a way to get through, get yourself a coach or a mentor and get through it together. That's yeah. great. Andrew, would you mind explaining why you have the title of coach? What's the background there? Um, yeah. So um, I actually started that just a few a few months ago as I started getting into life coaching. Okay. And uh, yes, yeah, I, I said, hey, I want to get into holistic life coaching and you know, uh, put coach in front of my name and became a holistic life coach. So, you know, it's kind of funny. I've had a few people ask me that they were like, how did you, how did you become a life coach? That's like so cool. And I'm like, I decided one day that I wanted to be a life coach, you know, and I, and I just started coaching people and, you know, it's, it's been an amazing journey and yeah, I would love to, uh, you know, to get some certifications, but for the most part, I'm, I'm reading a lot of books and, you know, trying, trying to grow in those areas that I want to be able to help other people. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, there's not really any criteria for being a, a, uh, mentor or a coach if you're working for yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so if you want to coach and mentor people, uh, just figure out that, that area that you want to coach and mentor, start learning as much as you can about it and then go out and mentor people. It's, mm-hmm. it's very, very rewarding for me as a, a uh, person who loves teaching others, it's one of the most rewarding things of my day is to sit down with somebody and, you know, help them work through, you know, whether it's a, a goal or a dream that they're working towards or, uh, you know, o- overcoming a, a relationship issue or, 
just just any way that I can help people. Uh, that's that's huge to me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, what, what you offer is more than just the ability to coach. You also have a background in communications and you have done a lot of self-assessment. But I think the greatest thing about coaches and why I would trust someone to coach me is the experiences that other people have had, the testimonies. Yes, so that's definitely. really what sets, I think, the best coaches apart, that other people say, this is how Andrew helped me and this is what I've gotten from that you know, that experience right with the coach, you know, right on. And I've seen that happen quite a few times with, with, uh, new coaches that did go through and, and get certified. They're like, Hey, I've got this certification and that certification. And you're like, Hey, where's, but where's the results? Cause they've got the, the book proof knowledge. is in the pudding, right? <laughs> yep. Yep. And so, yeah, a lot of the coaching and consulting I do right now is, is free coaching. I, I don't do anything where I'm asking people to, to pay, I reach out to people and say, Hey, can we meet one-on-one? -on -one? I'd love to help you work through that. Um, and try to get the experience and, uh, yeah, working on getting the experience and eventually I'll have those success stories that I can start highlighting. And so that's why I haven't quit my day job. You know, mm -hmm. I've, I've got to have that nine to five and then, uh, I do my coaching consulting and, and course creation and stuff like that on the side. So coach Andrew bro, thank you for being on the show. Tell us how we can find you. Yeah, the best ways to find me, of course, are Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. You can just look up Coach Andrew Bro over there. Uh, you can connect with me on Twitter. I'm also on Periscope and Blab, uh, once a week on Blab, and I try to, to scope a couple of times a week. Um, also, another great way, if you just want to reach out to me and send me a message, you can reach me at CoachAndrewBro at iCloud.com. And bro, can you spell that for us? Yes, that is B-R-E-A-U-L-T. Yeah, so don't want to be putting in a B-R-O there, Coach Bro. Bro, maybe you should make a second email address for that. I probably Coach should make an alias. Yeah, I should probably make an alias just so that people can can punch that in and it'll jump it over. Yeah, so. I've, I've had, I mean, my last name, my maiden name is Sheffer. There are like 10 ways to spell Schaefer, 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 you know, uh, sure. <laughs> I'm sure Sokolovich gets messed up quite uh, a few Sokolovich, times. it's like, uh, yeah, it gets messed up quite a bit. There's usually, <laughs> there's usually not enough O's in the name is what happens because there's oh, three oh, of oh, them. Me. Yeah. So. <laughs> well, Grace, you have any more questions for coach Andrew before we let him get back to work? I guess what's your, what's your big dream? You have futuristic. So what do you see happening with this new kind of shift in your career? Sure. You got another hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> condense it down for us. I'll, I'll condense it down for you real quick. So my my big dream is to create a, a leadership ranch, uh, hopefully in my home state um, up in upper Michigan. Mm. And uh, I want to have several hundred acres of property. And we want to design a piece of property that is, is designed for uh, corporations, for organizations, um, especially church leadership, uh, people to come out and experience either a three-day, a five-day, or a whole week long of leadership training. And I would love to incorporate the Strengths Finder into that, and then also be able to bring in industry professionals who, you know, otherwise would be doing massive speaking engagements and not be able to interact on a very, very small with a small group of like 10 to 20 people, mm -hmm. I want to be able to eventually be able to bring those type of people in and say, you know, Hey, we're going to do this entire leadership experience 
with this, you know, industry professional is going to come in for a day. We're going to be in a small group and be able to meet with that person. And uh, so it's a big dream. Excuse me. I know it's a big dream. I tell people all the time. They look at me like I'm crazy. I say it's it's a it's probably <laughs> okay. a several it's probably a several million dollar dream. And I know I'm gonna have to connect with crazy amazing people in order to make it happen because it's not something I can do on my own. Mm-hmm. But that's the dream, and mm-hmm. that's, that's what cool. we're working for. And it's great to dream. I have huge dreams as well. <laughs> yeah, may or may not happen, but hey, at least every day we can. Keep working. We can basically it. see that vision that we have. The reason why we're doing it is so strong that a lot of times people can align with us to help. Exactly, and it might can. and it might yeah. not happen in my generation. I might not, mm-hmm. not actually get to see the outcome. But mm-hmm. if I work towards it and I bring other people in that can also contribute to that work, yeah, it might not happen in my generation, but it could happen in the next. And that vision will get carried on to generation after generation. So yeah. uh, it's really about you know leaving a legacy and then getting to use my my God given strengths and abilities to get out there and make a difference in other people's lives. That's what's dri- that's what's driving me. Well Thank said, you. sir. I'm excited to see how that works out for you. And do you, do you know about strengths based leadership? I do know a little bit about it. I'm still doing okay. some study in that area. So. Yes, yeah, there's a there's the book out there, Strengths Based Leadership as well. That's another Gallup product. Again, same assessment. Right. It is the Clifton Strengths Finder assessment. The report's a little bit different because it communicates more of a focus around the uh, four domains of strengths based leadership. So, but another good resource. So, Andrew, thank you so much for being on the show. You're welcome back anytime, sir. Well, thank you so much for having me. This is this has been awesome. Grace, thanks again for joining us this morning. Absolutely. It was a pleasure. And thanks for sharing your vision, Andrew. Really appreciate the... Yeah, thanks for connecting been the, with you. And the focus on Upper Michigan. I would love to go back and visit. I'm in the state of Washington. Okay. But, you know, I really love the Midwest, and Michigan is a gorgeous state. It is. It is. <laughs> I agree. All right, folks. This is Andy Sokolich from UnleashStrengths.com. Remember, you can hit us up on Facebook, facebook.com forward slash UnleashStrengths, Twitter at UnleashCSF. Be sure to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes. Go ahead and go visit iTunes. Just search Theme Addicts, T-H-E-M-E dash Addicts, A-D-D-I-C-T-S. And if you do subscribe and you like what you hear, be sure to leave us a positive review. It really helps our podcast grow. Until next time, we'll talk to you soon. And as always, stay addicted. Thank you for listening to another episode of Thematics presented by UnleashStrengths.com. Remember to embrace your strengths and always stay addicted.